Hello everyone and welcome to Warford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast where this week we'll be discussing the episodes released on the BBC in the UK from Monday the 21st to Thursday the 24th of March 2022. Hello, I'm back. Listen to my voice. I'm much better, thank you for asking. And I cannot do this podcast on my own. I never would do this on my own. I would always want to do it with my good old chum, Rob. Hello Rob, how are you? Hello there, Alex. You are looking so much better and sounding, I mean, I'll be honest, you sound less manly than you did last week. You went very, you were very deep last week and all all sorts of graveliness going on. And now we're back up to nice Julian Clary type levels. It's good to hear. Good to have you back. Are you feeling all right? Feeling better? Rob, you were so nice to me (laughs) up until this point. You know, we were having a nice little chat before we started. We were having a thing about what our weeks were like. Just showing off in front of the listeners. Having a few problems with my car. And then, yeah, exactly. As soon as the cameras come on, you like to show off, don't you? (laughs) No, I mean, it's lovely to be back to normal. I have to be honest. It's so much better to be back to normal. And um, I want to say to everyone who uh, wished me uh, well, thank you ever so much. I did appreciate them. Um, And I tried to answer... Post them. If I didn't answer back to you, it doesn't mean I didn't care. I did 100% care. And thank you so, so, so yes. very, very much. But I am back on form and I'm very excited to Yay. talk about this week's EastEnders. Right, Rob, right. Where should we start? What do you want to start with? Shall we start with a little bit of um, the Panasars? Because the Panasars are getting themselves a Always. bit of a juicy storyline and a rivalry as well, we found out this week, as there's another family called yes. the Sharmas, which makes me think... Mm. Is that another family introduced to the show? Because we know that there's this uh, rivalry between them um, and they try to deliberately get uh, Karat uh, in prison, kept in prison by him pleading guilty uh, until Dot found out about the plan and used e- uh, e- uh, Eve to help out uh get, you know, find information about them and was able to then get them a decent solicitor and get Karat out of prison. Um I mean, yeah, very exciting. And Suki's welcomed Dottie into the family as well. Yes, the Pranatars are a right busy old week. Now, how easy was it? Now, so we'll go through all this again because I got a little bit confused with all of this. So Kirat pleaded guilty, yes, and that was enough for the courts to go, well, at least you're being honest. Off you go. And he was able to just leave. Was it that? Was it literally that simple? That he was allowed. He was just allowed out again? No. I thought he'd said that he was... No, no. The solicitor... I thought he'd said he pleaded, he pleaded not guilty. Yeah, so the solicitor who um, wanted Karat uh, to stay in prison, who worked for the Sharmas, the, the family of the Sharmas, uh, wanted him yes. to plead guilty so that he would stay in prison indefinitely. Um, but then they found yeah. out about this. So then the uh, he, uh, they got a new solicitor and they then got him to plead not guilty and then he got released because there wasn't there was circumstantial evidence. And um, I don't think that they could use uh, Gray's testimony as a justification. So he got out. Pretty much straight away. But again, uh, we didn't get well, the courtroom scenes. We didn't get the background information. No. But, uh, it, 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 it literally fair, kind of felt... very important though, in this occasion. No, it literally kind of felt as though Kira had just said, I, I'm not guilty. And they'd gone, oh, oh, I wasn't really relying on you saying that. I suppose <laughs> I haven't really got anything, though. Goodbye. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for coming. And that was about it. But he's back. He's back on the square. He's back He's back home. Suki's delighted. Um, and the Panasars are now building themselves up again. Yes. Now, all these little crumbs that we're getting for the Panasars, I want to get excited about them, Alex. I really do. But we've been, like, we, I've had, we've had crumbs flicked at us, like, for about the past two years with the Panasars. <laughs> and maybe we were actually trying to get something now. Because there's more, I feel like there's more to it than just this other family. Because the um, the dodgy solicitor said something to Suki this week about um, 
you know, remember the last time that you didn't take my advice? And Suki kind of looked, looked all sort of like foreboding and kind of worried about mm. it. Do you remember? So is that related to Daddy mm. Panasar, perhaps? Are we finally going to find out something about Daddy Panasar? Is stuff on the horizon? That's what I want to know. Is stuff coming? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Because like I said, um, Dottie's now been introduced as into the family now because she said that yeah. you, know, you saved my son's life. So that's that's another kind of Panasar build up, if if you ask me. And yeah, I wonder if that is yes. a, a kind of a let in for Daddy Panasar. Maybe now they've got a new solicitor, mm. one they can trust, one that doesn't work for the rival family. Maybe they're going to now yes. be able to get the dad out as well. Which makes me think, like I said, we've been talking about it for a few weeks. They must be normally a new executive producer brings in a new family and I just feel like that's a little hint to me that that perhaps could be because wouldn't that be interesting a rivalry the Panasars with the Sharmas that would be a really interesting rivalry for me Um, and it kind of and it brings them then into the centre of the show as well I think that that, Mm. you know as long as it doesn't get too shenanigan-y perhaps uh, we could find some really good and juicy stories going forward with them yes I'm excited I, I mean we might never see them we might just be aware that these that this family's around the corner and we'll all we'll get now for the next five years is just occasional scenes with Suki going, Well the bloody sharmers and like just holding a fist up at the horizon <laughs> or something. We never meet <laughs> we never sharmers. meet them. Um <laughs> But um no I I would like to meet them and I quite like the idea of like this kind of corner shop war and all of this kind of thing. Bring it on. I'm I'm I lo- I love it. And I love mm-hmm. it when the Panasars get all sort of kind of underworld and the stuff going on and Suki handles all that kind of thing brilliantly. So yes, I want to see all of that, please. Um but also, like I said last week, I also want to see the fallout from uh Ben being responsible for Jags' death. And it seems that we're not getting anything. Um it's not like Kira has gathered any evidence from that in when he was inside because um, he's now out with a big old smile on his face and you wouldn't be out with a big old smile on your face if you would have just discovered that somebody that you're working with was responsible for your brother's death. So that's not coming out that time. So I'm. do you, do you feel that, that anything like that is ever going to come out or is that just going to be one of those sorts of forgotten about secrets? I feel like it's just going to be forgotten now. I just think it's just going to be dropped. I think that that was just a story that they did at the time and it was almost convenient for the time because it kind of explained away Jags's death and also, you know, Ben's responsibility for it. I mean, they are still kind of sticking to the Ben story of his depression uh, with uh, this week. So I guess if they're going to re- reintroduce it, now's as good a time as any to perhaps reintroduce it because obviously that could then push him a bit further along. But then, I, I mean, he got re-accepted into the family. <laughs> Ben needs an excuse. Ben. So, yeah, so you know, yes. he, he maybe he's just maybe the story's just going to be dropped and forgotten. I mean, they did bring I back up, not. they kind of brought back up Jags again this week. Um, but no, I hope not either. And it's nice that they kind of it's there. It's, it's I just hope it's remembered that it's there too. I mean, you know, there's there's always been there's the undertone as well of the Mitchells and the Panasars. You know, like they've got together, like yeah. uh, Karat and Ben both run the garage together. There's other ventures they want to do going forward, but Phil's not too keen about it happening, or Suki particularly. So, I mean, yeah. if, if we put the um, the Sharmas to one side, perhaps then we could reopen the idea that perhaps the the, the Panasars and the Mitchells start a feud together uh, soon as well. I mean, yeah. could, you know, there's so there is so much potential with the Panasars, and we say this everywhere. Yeah, there's loads of people thing. say it on Twitter as well, all kinds of social medias. 
why so I hope I really hope that they start unlocking that potential because they've just been just mm. bumbling along in the background and I hope that I know. Like, you know more of it comes yeah just tantalising haven't they they've just been such a tantalising family and such an irresistible family that we want it's not an easy thing to come into a soap and become an like as a whole group of people and you instantly want to know more about them like sometimes families come in and you just mm. kind of like oh, okay they're there alright you're doing that story with them oh okay same storyline that you did with Sharon five years ago how fascinating but this is a potentially really gr- like really interesting family and a really good group of characters that work really well together on screen and yeah, I, yeah as we say every week want to know more make sure it happens please 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 give us more Panasars and you know new era <laughs> that's always exciting new fresh new brains on, on the horizon for the for the storylining and all that kind of thing so yes bring it on i really really hope we get it me too me too right so uh a story that's been uh carrying on this week was gene's story as well uh stacy has accepted that uh gene is dangerous for her family now and she doesn't want her around the kids anymore gene made a huge error by deciding to take arthur after pushing arthur by the way off the bouncy castle and yeah. with that push alone his face changed into a whole new person uh yeah. and like he the doctor then got taken to the tube station it was yeah. like the doctor regenerating he went to the tube station gene then explained to him that his dad had died and that gray was yeah. responsible for it and that was it. That was the catalyst that basically stopped Jean having any acceptance in the Slater family. But she started saying to Harvey that Stacy is the one that you need to keep an eye on. I mean, again, you know, what, what, what's happening with Jean? What's, what seems to be unlocking well, she, with her and her Presumably mania? she's in the... She, yeah, I mean, presumably she's in the middle of some really manic um, episode. I just wish that we hadn't seen her. I'd, I'd, I'd like to know, like, kind of what's going on with her medication because we've seen her taking her medication. Well, we had one scene where she was taking her medication, so which presumably is supposed to be evidence to us that she is taking it. So I, I want to know yeah. kind of what is it just not working anymore or or what's going on? Because clearly, Jean is not well. I tell you what, that scene at the train station was 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 quite kind of was quite scary actually. Just the way that she just sort of led him down because you kind of for mm. the first time. You sort of understood where Stacy was coming from in terms of you're not safe around the kids. Like you need to, you you need to not be around the kids without supervision. Um, although I do want to talk briefly about this bloody underground station, the one in Walford that seems to be unmanned <laughs> by absolutely nobody. The one where like it apparently is a private tube state. Well, apparently it's a private. Tube, yeah, despite all the signs all over the wall, it's like fake ones. You know, like fake traffic cams that you get that you get along the M62 that are just there to make drivers slow down. They're there to stop people from pushing you in front of a train. But if you do do that, I'm afraid we haven't seen you. So carry on. Um, and it's, it seems to be a train that. station where the trains don't stop at. No, no train stops at this station. It just kind of goes through. I have never seen a London Underground station do that. Have you? I've been to London enough times. I've been on the Underground and I've never seen a train go through a station without stopping. So that happens. And also it does appear that this station is a private station for the purely for the residents of Albert Square and nobody else. It's the quietest mm. tube station on earth. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, the whole gene <laughs> well, no, stuff you're is absolutely really, really right. good. And I always thought... But. That um, the Wolford station was an above ground station. So though it was a tube, it was an above ground even... tube. So I don't quite know. Is it another tube station? Because earlier, a few years oh, back, that's... Bobby went up onto there, and he, it was an above ground yeah. station. And Callum saved him from walking through the tunnel. So I don't quite know yeah. where it is. 
Now, I would love to sort of know. I'd, I'd literally love to look at a, a London Underground map and stick Walford in there as well, and just kind of see how it all kind of goes. Because, like you say, it just seemed to be about three different stations leading into Albert Square. Nobody wants to go to Albert Square that yeah. badly. They might want to leave. Fair enough. They might because whenever we go, whenever we go to kind of the, the tube set in terms of, I mean, and I mean the the ones with you know with the steps and you know all that sort of thing. Um, there's always people kind of coming yeah. in and out of it all the time on, on a constant loop. <laughs> like they just kind of walk around the set. Yeah. Kind of cut and kind of kind of going round. <laughs> so it's not like there's no. It's not like we never see anybody ever going in and out of it. But anyway, that's just nit, that's just nitpicking, I suppose, and just set things. And I suppose if there was lots of people around, they wouldn't have been able to do that scene. So that kind of worked out well for them. Anyway, the Gene stuff was really really good this week, and I am yes. um, sort of fascinated <clears throat> by what's by what's going on. I really liked the whole scenes with with um, Gene and Stacy because it's been it seems like so long since those two have been able to really, especially Lacey Turner. Like she she she. It's been a while she's been able to really get her teeth into something and have a big, have a big old row and I really liked that scene between her mm. and Jean on the platform where you know Jean was hurling abuse at her Jean's not a nice person when she's in this mode is she really she's not the <laughs> she's not the, uh, <laughs> the sort of the friendliest woman when she's in when she's in manic mode bless her um, and, it's, and now no. she's gone off on holiday she's with not jangly Jean again she is not jangly Jean um, so she's gone off with uh, with Harvey on holiday again. Now I'm sort of interested to see what Harvey is doing here because he knows now what Jean, you know, he knows about Jean's bipolar. Uh, and we've said in the past that it was kind of possible that we know that his ex had uh, mental health problems. So you'd think that maybe he's taken her away to sort of get the run of what she needs to do. What do you think? Is he going to, is he going to be any help to her or do you reckon Stacey's sort of on her own with this? Yeah, it's really odd, isn't it? Because like, although Harvey's now been given all the information and they had that uh, conversation between Harvey and Stacy, and that's where Stacy said like, you know, she's all nice and bells and whistles with you right now. Uh, but you know, it all takes this one thing, you know, the way she's treating me is the way that I know she can become quite dark and quite cruel. And it's, and Harvey seems to, he seems to know it, but is, not embracing it but kind of like trying to work through it do you know what i mean so he's like it's almost like he doesn't it's not that he's ignoring that it's happening it's more that he knows it's happening but it's like he thinks he can do better he thinks he could maybe calm gene down and he thinks the the responsible thing to do is to take her yeah and so the responsible thing is for him to take gene away which is clearly yeah. not the right thing to do, and it's really <clears throat> distraught, uh, distressed. Sorry, Stacy, um, to the to the point where she's kind of she does it. You know, she's kind of like now in limbo. What to do next? Does she does she does she show her? Does she feel concerned for Jean, or does she just think, well, I've kind of said to Jean, I, you know, my mum, I don't want any more more to do with it. And so, you know, that's that's what's happened. A clean break has happened. But she did make that appointment with the doctor on Jean's behalf, but they, they can't see her for three weeks. Yes. So presumably then we've got three more weeks of this to come. I mean, I know that they are filming scenes off the square with Jean. Um, I won't say yes. what the photographs that they showed. If you want to find out spoilers, then go online. You can find them yourself. Um, but obviously there's a, there's the, the, the break that she takes with Harvey. So I don't yourself. know, would this be an occasion yes. where Jean could like kind of run away and Harvey's then loses Jean? Maybe. There's, there's more to come or will Jean come back to the square without Harvey? Like, you know, what's, what's, what's going to happen? 
Well, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, if it's, if it's appointment is three weeks away, how long is this holiday going to be for? Because it seems like they've they've they sort of just like gone yeah. spontaneously. So if we could we could be following them more next week. I'd, I'd be quite interested to see that. Mm. Yeah, it's really, and I loved that scene with um that quite long scene with uh, Stacy and Harvey as they were sort of talking, and Stacy was really just kind of giving Harvey, oh, are you aware that she's um you know she's just her wrist in front of me? Are you aware that she tried to drown herself? Are you aware? and just kind of giving it mm. cards on the table about what Jean is like in this when she's like this. And Harvey kind of seemed a bit perturbed by it, but then once he'd been to see Aaron, who we'll talk about in a moment, because it seems that he's properly back. Yes. Because um, he's, you know, fully in the cast list amongst all the others and all that kind of thing. So Aaron's stuff is is going on, and I'm, and I'm really intrigued to see where that's going. And that's messing with Harvey a little bit, I think. So I think that's his mm. main reason for sort of going, right, yeah, cool, let's go on holiday. I, want to, I need to get away from all of this. See you later. If you've got mental health problems, we'll deal with that. It's better than my racist son in prison. I raise you and off, and off we yeah, go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued to see where... It, I'm intrigued to see how it all sort of blends together because presumably the Aaron stuff is going to yeah. start ramping up a little bit, but because he's in prison, I'm sort of intrigued as to how bad he can be. And I also don't think that Aaron is getting as, beat, as beaten as badly as he says he is because he doesn't look like he's been beaten that badly he had like a bit of a cut on his head it's not like he was black and blue is it so is he sort of trying mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. manipulate harvey a little bit because he's acting as though he's really scared Do you think? talking so about he... people that are having sugared and all that kind of thing yeah i think he's manipulating harvey i think he has yeah. been beaten up around a bit but it doesn't look like anything because if you remember we've been sp- we've been told about aaron's perchance for violence aaron is more than capable of you know, sort of nearly blinding someone, remember, if you if you remember the violence that he's put on other people as the reason why he's in there. Um, and it's nothing close to what Aaron appears to have had done to him. So I'm sceptical as to whether Aaron is actually telling the truth or not. Right. So do you think it might be because he wants Harvey to kind of retract his... Because he's still got that statement yeah. and he's still kind of... Yeah. He initially pushed his dad over the phone to kind of take that statement back. I don't know, when's it the point of no return for that? I mean, the only thing I can think of is perhaps in court, if, if, well, Harvey's being questioned, he could then kind of say, oh, actually, no. And then, then the statement could be retracted there. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that, that's a promise of a courtroom scene, which we could be very much excited about seeing. (laughs) I mean, I'm obsessed with courtroom scenes at the moment. So, um, that's interesting you say about Aaron, because actually now you said that, I know, now you said that about Aaron. It's like he could clearly inflict damage on someone, unless he was kind of like attacked unaware. He could clearly inflict damage on other people. Quite heavily. Yeah, not but he like doesn't look that shy. He doesn't violence. look that beaten, does he? No, exactly. But if he is, like, presumably, his way of doing things, yeah, his way of doing things, it, we've been led to believe is, is sort of the gang approach and, you know, sort of overwhelm the victim uh, and go for it and punch and kick and blind and really injure. And if the way that he's describing it is that he's not just got a problem with one person, he's kind of got, you know, essentially he's paying for his crimes in more than one way. Um, so you'd, you'd, we would imply that there's gangs after him. He does not look like he's been beaten by gangs of people. He looks like he's been in one punch up and had like a punch to the side of the head and has got like a cut on the side of his face. To Harvey, he may as well have had mm. all his limbs amputated because, because that's his son and that's, and that's terrifying for him. So yeah, I'm really not convinced that Aaron is telling the truth here. And I think that might be how he gets out of prison because he, he he will manipulate Harvey to the point where 
clearly Aaron can't survive in prison. I need to retract my statement and hope that he turns into a better person yeah. once he's out. So bring it on because I'm really pleased he's back. I can't believe how excited I am about a kind of right wing extremist racist who wants to blow up mosques. I don't know why the hell, I don't know why his character excites me so much, but he does. Like, <laughs> hey, what can I say? The heart likes what, what the heart in- likes. <laughs> <laughs> he's an interesting character and he's he's very yeah, well he is. Uh, built he's like he's got a lot of dimensions added to him and you know and it's it's to well, be fair we said this before it's quite of its time you know it's 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 something that it's yeah. not something that we're not seeing now you know we don't we see quite mm. regularly extremism on especially on social media uh but you know in the world out you know out there the protests we were we, there were protests last year um and you know just yeah. in in in, poli- in po- politics as well that you know that it seems to be it seems to be creeping in in that regard as well you know right wing extremism uh so I think that's why it's interesting because it feels like it's reflective, mm. and that's what EastEnders should be about. It, it should like be reflective. It doesn't mean yeah. doesn't mean you should exactly. like. Exactly, it does feel like EastEnders, and it, and it mm. and it doesn't it, it doesn't mean you need to like Aaron because you know oh, he's going to have a redemption story. In a way, I hope he doesn't have a redemption I story. Think he is. I think he is. That he no. Because I'd much rather he doesn't, and I'd much rather that you know this story continues by how how far he will go to lie, cheat, and mm. you know to get his way, you know get his what he believes is the right way uh, for the country to be run, and so on and so forth. So yeah, exciting. Bring it on. Bring it on. And we are going to carry on talking about the stories of EastEnders straight after these messages. Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. And trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the flowers this upcoming spring. Time to clear out that winter bush and join the other 4 million men who trust Manscaped. Use the code WOLFORD to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Manscaped are the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing performance package 4.0. Inside this ball care bundle, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0, ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. The Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer is a pube assassin that is waterproof and equipped with an LED light, so you bet it's a major key to the new shower routine. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose and ear holes. And why not complete your grooming game this spring with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped? This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. And if you purchase now, you will receive two free gifts, the Performance Boxer Briefs and Shed Travel Bag. So smell and feel good this spring with 20% off and free shipping with the code WOLFORD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code WOLFORD, W-A-L-F-O-R-D, at manscaped.com. Time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. Hello and welcome back. Glad you can join us again. And now we are going to talk about Tommy's storyline and him continuing to be bullied. Uh, Kat is also has a bit of a side project where she's hiding her uh, gun that she's uh, kind of delivering for yeah. Phil, who's in prison at the moment. And this is where Ben was also reintroduced this week, as we said earlier on the show, because Kat asked him for help with said gun because she caught Bert and Ernie running around with the gun playing ghosts <laughs> and cowboys or something like that. I don't quite know what was going We've on. But one there. of them was wearing the envelope as a hat, 
We yes. all have been. And the other one was kind of running around going, bang, bang, you're dead. And Kat, quite rightly, panicked and grabbed the gun off them. <laughs> um, but it's just her own fault for putting us in such a stupid place. Yes, we will talk about Tommy. But what a stupid place to put that gun. Honestly, Kathleen, get a grip, woman. Honestly. But also, Tommy then put his bag in the exact same place. So that hiding place is going to be notorious. Because not only does it hold Phil's baseball bat, but now it's got had a gun in there and now a knife that was used to kind of bludgeon uh, a bully. Uh, but, but, but accidentally, because he, she, he kind of fell on his bag, didn't he? Which had the knife inside of it. Yeah. I mean, Tommy's had a heck heck of a time hasn't he really really scary he has man. none of this week none of this week when when none of this story went how i thought it was going to go do you think they did this deliberately was, was the way that that gun was positioned in the cupboard and the fact that they had the broken door and all that kind of thing it kind of it kind of made it seem quite obvious that tommy was going to go screw the knife i've got a gun now try and mess with me now but that none of that <laughs> happened and i th- but i feel yeah, like it was that no. much of a sort of no but i feel like it was that much of a reversal that it was supposed to be just a red herring and we thought that Tommy was going to get his hands on it. Because in the end, the only thing that really happened with the gun was, yes, Bert and Ernie kind of had a little play with it and scared Cat into giving it to Ben. And then Ben walked off with the gun. So the gun really wasn't mm. even that important to the week, which was quite surprising. Or maybe it's not that important. It was almost yet. irrelevant. Maybe really. there's more to come with it. Re- it <laughs> yeah, almost. But maybe there's more to come with the gun. Because we don't really know what it was for or where Ben has taken it. Because Ben literally just walked out on the street with a little package of a gun. Just walked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of walked out with a gun. It's quite normal in Walford, to be fair, isn't it? Walford police aren't going to bother about that. Uh, there we go. Um, I tell you what, the bigger thing about this week, and yes, you know, we've we've kind of waxed lyrical about um, Tommy and his the little actor who got his first duff duff this week, and I've never been so proud of a fictional character in my life. And got him his name first <laughs> on the credits. Not many kids get that, do they? That's nice. Good for him. I'm Nothing. really I'm really Nothing. pleased to see it actually. But this week was all about the kids, wasn't it? All the kids suddenly turning out Oscar-winning performances. Like, Little Pearl got some lines. Mm. Um, you know, Arthur's yes. been recast. And he's got all his emotional stuff with Gene. Tommy's got, is getting <laughs> his stuff as recast, well. Yeah. All the kids are getting... Will! Will's getting a role now. Like, Will's playing, like, the heartbroken teenager. Yeah. So that's all the kids stepping up. I loved it. It's great. And they can all act. I can't it's believe exciting. how much... Look at our next I generation, cannot, Alex. I cannot believe... <laughs> I cannot believe oh, we will talk about Jada and Will and that story in a moment but I cannot believe yes. how much Will has grown up as well like he's shot up oh I know it's like so, he's like a young Six man foot, a very young man he's, he's like um, 11 foot tall now isn't he <laughs> He's yes, he's not he's not as tall as Peter Bill Peter Bill is still the green giant of the square however if no. he has a little companion then the little green giant can be Will so that's that's fine by mm. us but but yeah. We're getting, yeah, we're getting anyway. off subject a little bit here because there, there, there is the there is the topic of Tommy. Obviously, he didn't he didn't carry out the knife. He kind of used it as a threat, but it has eventually now caused him to cause harm to the uh, bully um, because he was tricked into meeting them at the park uh, after after they kind of wanted to beat him up because they felt like he they got him in trouble with Mr. Baptiste, Isaac. Um, and Isaac had warned Kat earlier in the week as well that, you know, he's seeing the bullying is carrying on. And unfortunately for Kat, she didn't catch it in time. So then when Will came home and you could tell that he was really like upset and forlorn, that um, Kat then kind of said, is there anything you want to tell me? And there was that really sweet moment. It's like, I'm sorry, Mum. I didn't, you know, I, I, I think I've, got, I've done something really bad. I've done something wrong. But he didn't say what it was. Um, I mean, that, that first of all, he just left that kid 
bleeding and he the kid said also while he's bleeding um you know it's not stopping why is it not stopping so what's going to happen with that kid as well what's tommy done exactly tommy needs i know it's fixed before I know it's quite exciting. I mean, we had a lot. Of, we had a lot of kid dialogue this week as well, didn't we? Because uh, the, the kid, I think Sid, at one point, around and went, "You've shanked me," which I <laughs> honestly, there is a whole <laughs> new. There's a whole generation of stuff that I don't understand all of a sudden, and it's getting given to me by EastEnders of all things. All these words coming out. That's uh, peak, mate. When did that? When did uh, that yeah. become a thing? That's peak. You've shanked I, I mean, me. Does, none of I, this makes I any know, sense Rob, to me. I, I'll be. <laughs> To be fair, though, Rob, I'll be honest with you. I I wouldn't particularly take the writers of EastEnders who who are writing for younger characters as the the lexicon of things that young people say. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'd never want to remind myself of that TikTok moment with Jada ever again. (laughs) But anyway, no, the Tommy stuff was amazing. Yes, and I really, really liked it. And uh, the other story was really exciting this week. Um, I think I think Sid's going to be fine in the grand scheme of things because if he's uh, the the, med- the thing with medical things, my mum, who's a nurse, has always said to me, "It's not the ones that are rolling around on the floor going, oh, oh, you've hurt me, oh, it's the ones that aren't making any noise that you need to worry about.'" Sid was making loads of noise. He was holding his hands to his chest. He's going to be absolutely fine, you know. All that's going to happen now is the fact that. Tommy is now going to be in trouble about the fact that he has... It, obviously, the kids are going to say that he deliberately stabbed them. That's going to happen. Uh, and now Tommy's yes. going to be in big trouble, possibly expelled from school. He's going to be in trouble with the police. Cause, and this knife is obviously going to have Sid's deep blood on it. It'll de- I mean, I'm giving Walford police far too much credit here, but there'll be DNA, all that kind of thing. <laughs> so maybe he'll be all right. On second thoughts, the- maybe Tommy will be fine. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we were just saying at the big, at the top yeah. of this section that like everyone who's been hiding things under the stairs is like the worst place to hide things. You can guarantee that the one group no. of people, the one person who won't be able to find that knife under the stairs will be Walford Police. Because be the ineptness of Walford yeah. Police can, can never ever be, can be, never be, it's incomparable to the ineptness of anything. No, it's just, it's never just so underestimate. Bad their job. So no, bad. Never <laughs> underestimate how crap Walford police are at their job. Tommy's going to be fine. <laughs> In fact, they're Tommy probably going to arrest Sid for being it. stabbed. Yeah. Don't worry, mate. You'll be absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, seriously, exactly. quite you exciting. You walked into the light, which thankfully he did. <laughs> yeah, which he did. It was his own fault, honestly. Um, but yeah, honestly, yeah. seriously, really, really good stuff this week with the, with uh, with the kids and Tommy. I'm I I love this whole thing with him and Cat. I really like the relationships that are developing between them. Um, how much of this do you reckon is going to be uh, given to Phil as blame? Like, how much effect do you reckon his last week, his last days in Walford had on Tommy? I mean, Phil, the after effects of all these stories this week, the, the, him handing out the gun and him kind of basically saying to Tommy that you need to man up and that the only way you're going to stop bullies is by defending yourself. You know, I think... I don't care what, if anyone else, if anyone disagrees with me on this one. I think Phil has a lot to be responsible for on this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> Phil's not exactly, not yeah. exactly the angel on this one, is he? He's kind of forced Kat's hand no. by making her do something that she doesn't want to do. Introducing a gun into the house, a house which has four or five young people yes. living in, which is also ridiculous. Yes. Regard, well, even this, there are people living in that house, which is terrible. The fact None that of which are his own kids. Like, singled yeah. out Ben. Yes, yeah, so, and none of his are own kids. Yeah. He singled out Ben and just decided <laughs> that Ben's like is like second rate and not even good enough to be like you know 
peed on if he was on fire. And yeah, the, the, yeah. the advice he gave to Tommy before he left. So I, I'm sorry, but like Phil has 100% responsibility for every single thing that's falling out in that. Sorry, it answers to, it answers to my question, everything. I, I'd even blame him for Gene, to be fair. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yes, fair enough. Yes. Yep, I, all I, of I it. would blame him for Gene because I yep. reckon he swapped Gene's pills for like paracetamol accidentally because he knocked him yep. down one day and just couldn't decide to pick them up again. So just went to the cupboard and filled some paracetamol. Oh, that'll be enough. That'll do. There you go. Ask it. You know that'll be Phil. So yeah. <laughs> so, so to answer your question, as you quite really said, vitamin <laughs> <laughs> yeah, C. That's what she wants. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Everything yeah. is Phil's um, fault. Everything is Phil's fault. Um. So Ben. And we mentioned, as we mentioned a few times, he's not doing yes. well. This, he's not doing well this week. He keeps kind of coming in and out. He's clearly drinking a lot. He's clearly going out a lot. As we said last week, Callum doesn't seem to have been really noticed this. But then this is Callum, so it's hardly surprising that he's not really noticed this. Um, <laughs> and it seems that Ben's kind of dealing a lot of this on his own because again, Kathy's not really interested because Kathy doesn't seem to really care about Ben all that much these days either. Um, I know. So what no well maybe maybe soon maybe soon you never know um so what is going on with ben exactly we've had another week of sort of him acting i mean i would say differently and maybe a little bit more surly than he usually is with the added fact that he's hung over <laughs> when he's doing it so there's <laughs> there's what is going on with ben is it is this depression is this is this is, is that what you think it is that he's he's just got depression now I think so. And it's just, it's remarkable, okay. like you said, uh, that no one seems to care. <laughs> like, no one, like, not even Callum seems to care. Callum's like, they've got no. like no involvement with his life whatsoever. And I thought the last time no. we saw Ben and Callum together, they were like on good terms. So I'm kind of surprised that Callum's not yes. particularly well, that to be concerned fair, by seeing his boyfriend. I know, but. Hmm. I know, but the last time that we really saw Ben and Callum together was when Callum was kind of, you know, get, was kind of standing on being in the Rosa Parks of the gay community and was kind of just, you know, standing in front of the right. gay bar trying to t- trying to stop Jack and like you know, one step away from saying, "If you prick us, do we not bleed?" You know, he was that clear. <laughs> so that's that's he really was. the last time that we've really seen that. <laughs> <with those. laughs> So that's really the last time that we saw Ben and Callum kind of interacting. And since then, we haven't really I seen guess. a lot of Ben. And, we, and we're just doing this sort of thing where Ben is now depressed or Ben is now drinking a lot. What do you think of the idea mm. of Ben? I mean, suppose we've had Linda being an alcoholic, so it might not happen. But I would kind of be interested to see Ben having a bit of a battle with alcohol. With his bearing in mind everything that's gone on with Phil, that might be. Would you reckon about Ben and Phil sort of yes. mirror parallel type thing with that? I I do get that, and I understand where you would see that. Uh, uh, I I would I would feel hates a little it. bit cheapened hates if that was his story. <laughs> I don't hate it. I'd be, I'd, I okay. think I'd be more interested if perhaps he turned to drugs, maybe. Maybe Ooh. that could be something a bit different. Well, Phil's done that um, as well. Because obviously Phil did do that as well. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, Phil's done that with, you know, a few times. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, just, well. I wonder what path they're taking. Because we've always said that perhaps with Ben, as soon as he starts getting acceptance back into the family, which he's slowly got something a little happens. bit this week, yeah. I think he'll suddenly, suddenly yeah, and it will trigger, trigger him and he'll just go straight back onto uh, the yeah. straight and narrow <clears throat> again and we'll just be back onto the Balan roundabout again and we'll start doing stories with Ben. Yes. Too. Well, we um, we don't know what, but there has been a story that has been, I'm not even say leaked, but apparently all we know is that there is a big Ben story coming up. I don't think you think that's that much of a spoiler because Max Bowden's apparently had to do research. So God knows what this could be. God knows what oh. hell is coming towards Ben at this moment. <laughs> so do let us know in the comment section. What We genuinely don't know. 
Mm. Or if you're listening, do get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. All the details will be at the end of the show. Right, next story then. And as we, again, we kind of touched upon just now talk, by talking about Jada and Will. Jada had a party, the world's lamest party, uh, at Sharon's house uh, while Sharon was away getting plucked, pampered and polished. Uh, God only knows what she was doing. But my goodness, can we just say, how, yes, yes, how beautiful did Tish look? Tish she Dean came back fit. looking... Glowing. She did look fit. She looked like a brand new pin. Un- honestly, if the Tisha Dean this week had turned around to me and said, Rob, me, you, upstairs now, I don't think the words I'm gay, you Tish, sorry, <laughs> would come out of my mouth automatically. I really yeah, don't. I, don't I was, so. st- she looked stunning this week, <laughs> didn't she? Absolutely stunning. So, looking, so, not that you never, not that Tish doesn't always look good, because Sharon is a gorgeous woman and Tish is a gorgeous woman, but particularly this week, Tish, call me, you're looking good. Looking good, Tish. Nice one. Anyway, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, right, see, so rough lockdown. Um, yeah, so the um, the whole thing with Jada and this ridiculous party. I wanted to ask you briefly: um, who is worse, Jada's friends or Madison and Alexa? What do you reckon? Who who are the worst kind of? Who are the worst pair Ugh. of girls? Because there's a, there's there's similarities there, I mean, isn't there? I mean, Madison and Alexa used to make me angry because of what they (laughs) were. (laughs) Because they were they were really Uh they were good they were good bullies. Let's just say so. Whenever they used to do something, um, I used to get you know I used to get quite to Bex like locking her in a cupboard or flushing her head down the toilet or putting like words on her head um, with with a with a permanent pyro. Um, You know that that used to make me upset. So as much as I hated the characters because. I, I, they were bad characters. They were nasty characters. So they were understandably. Right. They were, they were okay. characters you loved to hate. You thought they were good, bad characters. The, okay. But they were, they were, they were, yeah, they were, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed their bullying. Um, okay. even, even the bit at the end when they kind of got uh, escorted down with everyone booing them down the school hall. <laughs> oh God, they were the days. Yeah. Just reminding me of the Bex bullying storyline. <laughs> do not <laughs> so much. look back on the Sean but... O'Connor era in front of me with happiness. <laughs> do never do that in front of me, Alex. You know my feelings. <laughs> It's camp joy. It's camp joy. The friends of Jada wind me up purely Chess. because they just don't seem to have any substance. Like they just kind of come in, they film things on their phone, they say really ridiculous things like, well, like we said, like ping or peng or whatever, stuff like that. And then they just kind of then scurry so away old. whenever Jada gets in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I know I'm old, but at least I admit I'm old. Yeah. I'm not trying to write stories for these young people. Both of us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it was the, this so, whole this whole part. The one bit I yeah. was, it's, it, I mean, the whole. I'm sorry, yeah, I just think that, that even calling it a party feels wrong, and it feels like we're not giving it. it its, we're not actually giving it its true service. <laughs> it wasn't a party at all. It wasn't even a gathering. All it was was those no. two turning up at the house, realizing that somehow everyone had been given the wrong day. I don't know what Jada thought was going to happen. Like, she was she really that stupid that she thought that a load that basically her whole entire all of everybody that she knows was going to turn up at the house have this mad party where she apparently knew that there was going to be drugs there and no evidence was going to be left absolutely anywhere and she was going to get away with it and that the baby was going to just kind of sit through it all upstairs with no issues whatsoever (laughs) did she really think that was going to happen is she that much of an idiot (laughs) 
Well, she is that much of an idiot, clearly. And every time Apparently. she does something stupid, she always then wraps it up by getting Zach and Martin around her little finger by saying like, oh, I've learned yes. this and this time. Oh, if you don't tell Sharon. Because she's terrified of Sharon, which cracks me up. Every time she does something wrong, so she's she should terrified be. that Sharon's going to do something. I know, I know. Sharon is a, is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, Hurricane Sharon. She, she can is. just come down from the sky Hurricane and Sharon. whirlwind. Um, <laughs> But, but, yes. but I don't, I, but she convinces Martin and Zach every time to kind of like lie for her. And she's done it again this time around. And I just don't think, I don't know what, yes. in, especially in Zach's mind, because Zach kept repeatedly saying, I promised, uh, I promised, um, Sharon that I wouldn't lie to her again. I promised her I wouldn't do that again. And all it took was Martin saying, hey, mate, mate, come on, cling, cling. We can do it. Let's do it for yeah. her. And he was like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll do it then. I just don't, I just find it really confusing. I don't know why. Well, I don't, I think, if she was honest with Sharon, I don't think Sharon would care. No, because it's not like Sharon's had an innocent life. Um, uh, the, the thing is, I have a theory about where this might be going because I have a feeling that Jada is going to start developing feelings for either Martin or Zach. I think Martin. Because Martin's in that house for a reason. Zach, you can understand him being there. You sort of kind of think that they could easily kind of put Martin elsewhere. They could even, Martin realistically could go in with Sonia if they just wrote a couple of scenes of them getting on, couldn't they? So Martin is there for a reason. And I have a feeling that this little, because we we had a few little Jada and Martin scenes this week. And Martin really was the person that really kind of was like, do you know what? Actually, we don't need to tell Sharon. You know, we've all been young. We've all been young. Let's, let's just let, let get away with this. Sharon will never find out. And I think that I thought, I swore there was a little moment where Jada sort of looked at him and sort of smiled to herself and, but not in a, not in a smirky way, but in a sort of, wow, Martin's really nice kind of way. I think she fancies Martin. And I think she's going to do something really stupid and Martin's ah. going to end up looking like a, because how old is Jada? Because, I'm a bit confused because she said that Will was a kid and I think that's the other thing as well. She said that I don't go after kids. Yes. Um, which, you know, is, is, yes. is, is a good philosophy up, to live she? by in all fairness. Yeah. And obviously Martin is a mature <laughs> a human, you follow. know, adult. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but um, obviously, you know, Martin is a is a fully mature daddy, essentially. So I wonder if that's mm. what that was about more than anything. Because Will, bless him. I felt so sorry I, for Will this week. Yeah, his first crush. I know. His first proper crush. And he brought flowers yeah, yeah. and crisps. Bag I'd of crisps. Been, I'd have been happy with the crisps. Can of I'd have been happy with the crisps. Juice. I'd be sold. I would have, yeah, a bouquet sold. of crisps. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. A bouquet of skips. I'd have been fine with that. Um, I love a skip. Don't you love it? I've fallen asleep in a few. Anyway. Um, the <laughs> but I do love a skip. I used to love a quaver as well and a monster munch. Don't be disgusting. You know my feelings on onions and all that kind of thing. That's wrong on all levels. No. Um, oh, come on. Like what about Space Raiders? No. No, I don't like them either. Like, no. What's wrong with a Space Raider? Like pick- oh, it's pickled oh, onion flavour, isn't it? All of this is going to be cut. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking about Tommy because Tommy brought some crisps and a can of pop and a flower for Jada for their date. And Jada was like, I don't want to have a date with you, despite you bringing a bag of crisps, but they're not skips. Yes. And, even yeah, crisps. Even, yeah, maybe if he brought, if he brought skips, then he'd, he'd probably, he'd probably have, he'd probably have got what he wanted. Um, yes. Yeah, so obviously Sharon is, gonna, is presumably going to find out about this party or a party, uh, you know, and, um, the fact that there was a joint smoke in her house that Will clearly couldn't handle. He had like one, uh, one drag of it, and I'm not even convinced that he inhaled and vomited all over himself. That was adorable. <laughs> I like Will now. I think he's Will. I think I Will's what's adorable, not to love? and he's going to do it. What's not to love about Will? He's so lovely. 
I like it. And I like the fact that, like I, like I said earlier, like I alluded to earlier, all the kids sort of stepping up this week, they all have their own little roles, except Janet. And I want Janet now. Because all the other kids are getting their thing. Like I said, even Pearl got lines. I want Janet to have a little role soon, a little storyline. Do you know, she's got a modelling thing. More Janet stuff, please. Especially now that Will's getting stuff. I'd love to see scenes between Will and Janet and sort of how they how they deal with each other growing up. That'd be nice. Because mm, Will and Janet used to get on together a lot, quite a lot, didn't they? So there used to be a lot of like stories with Will and Janet. Because Janet, Will used to defend Janet. So Will was a very admirable kid. Um, which is kind of like, they kind of kept that bubbling along as well with Jada, haven't they? Because they've kind of, he's kind of, He's trying to be cool in front of her, but he can't be cool in front of her. Um, I did, you talking about the Martin thing, actually. I've just, you just reminded me of something. Like, we said last week that Martin kind of wound Son, uh, Stacey down eventually to then end up getting with Stacey because, like, at first Stacey didn't like Martin, but then he kind of kept, you know, grinding her and grinding her and grinding her down until eventually they got together. <laughs> you know, and then they, yes. they you know, end the Martin the method. Yes. And so do you, so do you think that, 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 because Martin kind of then said to Jada, you know, you should, you know, give Will a chance. Do you think Will will eventually grind Jada down? Do you think Will and Jada will get together, but then Jada and Martin get together? Do you think Martin will accept? Maybe. <laughs> do you think Martin well, Jada, will, Jada and Martin will get together with Jada? No, of course I don't. Do you because not? Jada's like 15. I don't... No! Right. Martin's not... A, Martin is... She's far too young for Martin. What I'm saying is I believe that Jada will fancy Martin and will try and do some stupid things uh, which will end up getting... Which will end up causing problems for Martin. But I don't think Martin would go there in a month of Sundays. She's far too... She's like what? 25 what introduced... years younger than him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they were to introduce a uh, another character who's a bit like Dan and Bianca in... Old EastEnders, 99. Oh, yeah. But also a bit like what happened to Whitney, <laughs> you know, Whitney. And so yeah, the, she starts having a relationship with... The, so then she does start having a relationship. Because actually, I quite like that idea as a story. That, that would Jada be interesting. Yes. With a, an older guy. Yeah. That, that'd it's be, interesting, I, actually. Yeah, because... Yeah, it's it's actually really interesting because if you think about the fact that she's obviously had a kid and she's li- missing out on being a kid, and we've heard we've we've heard her talk about this occasionally, you know, and the fact that she clearly wants to still have that kid lifestyle, but she's forced to be an adult, and what that tends to do sometimes is make you believe that you are older and more mature than you actually are. Yeah, and it would be interesting mm-hmm. to sort of, and it, that's mm-hmm. a very easy thing to take advantage of. So actually, you have a great idea there. That would be interesting. Jada is going to be one to watch in the coming months, I think. I think it's going to be a little bit more with Jada beyond the whole sort of irritating teenager and, um, you know, yes. being silly because she's got a kid. So I think there's going to be more to her in the coming months and I'm looking forward to seeing it because I do like her. When when she's not been dancing on TikTok, do I like you? Jada. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do like her as a character. <laughs> See, I, I, find think, Jada I, think she's, quite... I think she's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I find, yeah, I think I, I think I still need to warm to her. I'm I'm finding her difficult right now. I'm finding her difficult right now, but I don't want to because I like the character. Yeah, so I think she's doing like kind of job done. Mm. But I think if we have to, if we're going down the road that we have to support and sympathise with Jada, then they need to kind of give her a bit more light because I've, at the moment there's too much, as you say, there's too much angstness for her. But um, that doesn't mean that I, so I'm not writing character off. And just yeah, yeah, I just would like to see a bit more of that. Uh, one final thing then is ever such a small uh, it was like a titbit a, uh, a bit uh, right at the end on, so on Friday it kind of came along and and uh, it was Kim's story where she's now getting uh, Pearl a scholarship into her school 
the video that she's edited and put together, we've heard <laughs> what's in the video, but we've not seen anything of it. And for me, I really want that's to see a it. Missed opportunity. So do I. I desperately want to see these these bits that are apparently in the video. Honestly, because um, I just think I think it'll be gold. Three explosions, Alex. We need to see this video. It sounds like it sounds amazing. <laughs> three whole explosions. Um, oh, oh, this whole thing with Kim and this and and Pearl and this bloody school. Um, interesting. The most interesting thing I can tell you about this week is again a really geeky thing to say because I noticed these sorts of things. I noticed it with I noticed it with um with Jada and I noticed it with Tommy uh, and I noticed it with Aaron and I've now noticed it with Howie that he is smack bang in the middle of the rest of the credits mm-hmm. as opposed to just on the end as a guest character. So Howie's sticking around. So and I really liked that little mm-hmm. thing with him and Pearl at the end of the week. Pearl just got that Pearl all the awards love Pearl um, and she, <laughs> she came in and, and sort of said that she uh, liked the school and just gave a really kind of heartfelt kitty reason for why she wants to be at the school so I don't think we're really going to see much of this video mm-hmm. this award winning epic like, saga I blockbuster know. that Kim's put together <laughs> that she was going to present this, to this mad it. video to a board of governors <laughs> <laughs> as to how why her daughter should remain at this ridiculous school <laughs> it's a shame um <laughs> but yeah i um i like this and i think it's just literally the only reason that we really had this was to kind of cement howie a little bit more within the sort of truman yes. fox household isn't it um, because there's going to be a gap in the yeah. in that family uh, soon, isn't there? I don't I don't want to uh, throw too many spoilers out there, but there they will be one less uh, in a couple of weeks. So it's uh, so they need to fill it Ooh. somehow. And I think Howie's going to be a good replacement. So watch this space. Mm. But I'm intrigued. At, they, like I say, it was all light, fluffy palate cleansery stuff this week, as a lot of Kim stuff tends to be. But I I. I'm, I am intrigued to sort of see how Howie and Kim are going to start interacting and how his relationship with Pearl will develop. Because it was, it was like you say, Harry and Denise both kind of said that like the video seemed a little bit OTT. Um, and Kim made him miss his, uh, appointment to, to do balloon monsters for like a kid's party so that he could help her edit it together. I mean, I just, oh, I cannot emphasize enough, BBC. Please, if you're listening, please. Release the video of what Kim's original video was, the the audition tape Go for on. the school. Just just for just for giggles. Just for giggles. Just for, for me. Yeah. Just for me. Just send it to me. I, I won't share it with anyone. It's grim. It could be just for our little secret. Yeah, just for me. <laughs> um but yeah, so but go. so hopefully next week we'll find out that maybe that uh how he maybe alters the video sends it away and then see what happens about yeah, that. Kim will um, be cross. But, I mean, I love Pearl. She's so cute, isn't she? I mean, it's, it's, like you said, there's been so many kids on the episode this week. Like it's, it's been ever since like, ever since like, like Grey's disappeared, children have been allowed outside again to play in now. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, now a child cat just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now all that's happened. It's all gone. Uh, actually, we should actually mention while we're, we're talking about kids that um, also this week, Mac and Mia had a little scene with Mitch and Karen because Mitch and Karen yes, what I uh, mean. kind of talked to them on the sofa because Mac and Mia got bullied. Well, not bullied, but they were given... Uh, Arthur told them what Jean had told him <laughs> at the train station. Yeah. And they then... <laughs> I know. All this stuff happening at Wolfie there's, there's a whole soap happening just with the kids this week. It's been brilliant. But yeah, there's a lovely scene with Mitch and Karen and Mitch and Karen have kind of got back together again and you can tell that they, they've forgiven each other. And so again, it was it was the right thing to do. It kind of brought the kind of... Everything that happened last week where they were getting really upset and... Wow, 
wound up over you know what Gray had done to their family, and Mitch and Karen have finally made uh, you know made uh, a bond and they're back together again, and they're going to look after Macamere. So the question of who is ultimately going to be looking after Macamere, it looks as though it's going to be Karen and it's Karen and, and Mitch. Mitch. Um, and not and not Chelsea after all. Um, but then we also got this week that Chelsea kind of wants to continue. Chelsea doesn't even want her own kid. So, kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. So, so it was she, unlikely. She want her own it was unlikely, wasn't it? Yeah. And it doesn't seem that Whitney's going to be that involved with them either. <laughs> but I like it. You know, we. I did wonder if the, if they were going to just sort of fill in the Chatham and Riley role that I, don't know, I assume we're never going to hear about Chatham and Riley ever again, <laughs> which is a shame. But um, no, I think no, there you go. So. Yeah, it's unfortunately so. So overall, I not a bad week, not not a not a huge explosive week, but it, a nice little character week. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it, um, when yeah, I don't think it had on. to be explosive really because we've had such a no, busy couple of weeks it. prior to this. So I think you know you're gonna have, you're gonna have to have the rough for the smooth. You're gonna have a few calmer parts, and as you said, it was much more character driven. So I think we learned a lot more, mm. especially about the younger characters. So actually, I I didn't mind the week at all. It felt like as I said, it felt like EastEnders. It felt like another week of EastEnders. So that was this week's EastEnders. Uh, do let us know what you thought of this week uh, by contacting us on Twitter and Instagram at Walford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Walford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe and click the bell to get notifications about our spoiler videos. And you can listen to us on Apple, Podbean, Spotify or any of your favourite podcast sites. Email us at robwalfordweekly at gmail.com or alexwalfordweekly at gmail.com and we will read out your comments next week. Thank you very much, Alex. That was a fun episode 200. Can you believe it? Episode 200. Here's to the next 200. (laughs) I know. The next big episode. What do you reckon? Is it 250? You've always said, you've always said to me that you think 250 is a bigger thing than 200, haven't you? Yeah, because it, 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 it's one of those weird things, isn't it? It's like you celebrate 100, 250, 500, then 1,000. So as you get progressively mm. higher, there's a longer gap between each one. Um, but tell me, if, right, you know, so... if, guys, if you guys want us to celebrate the episode 216, wow. then we will have a big party <laughs> on episode 216. We'll get absolutely hammered. We would. And also, can I just ask people that if you love our line of the week that we post on our Twitter and our Instagram and you watch EastEnders and you think of something that we could use as our line of the week, please do get in touch with us because we love when people uh, give us uh, ideas and nominations for their line of the week. People have been doing it recently and uh, it's it's not only helped me, but it's also great to be able to tag people who um, give us their, to, to, to say they listen to the show. So thank you and and keep it coming. Absolutely. So we should be back same time next week. Just think about this. We've got another year for until we hit about episode 250. We've got a year to plan the big old anniversary party. Let's do that. So uh, until uh, episode 201 next week, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. me, I ain't want to